This is Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Arabile Gumede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic 1027. Chris Gilmore, independent analyst, joining us in studio. Of course, above 56,000 for the first time since October last year. Finally, that Christmas rally has come. <laughs> yeah, and look, we're still behind the 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 Dow. Sorry, the, the S and P 500, which yeah. uh, is flirting with that 2,800 level in the states. But um, you know, at least this market here is out of correction territory. You know, uh, over the end of last week came in below uh, 10%. And as you rightly say, look, it's it's going up slowly but surely. And there's a few things, I suppose, that are, are responsible for this. The mining stocks keep on uh, doing doing quite well. And, you know, we had a slew of them last week. We had Anglo Platts and Kumba and one or two others. Um, and, and they're doing quite nicely. Um, but uh, I think the main thing, obviously, is, is Naspers. That, you know, with such a huge weighting in the, in the index, that's making a big, uh, a big difference. So... Uh, yeah, look, long may it continue, but I, I think it, it, it may be limited based on, you know, how far Naspers can go, okay? Uh, and secondly, um, uh, unless the RAND really takes a beating, I think the mining stock uh, company performance is probably going to be a wee bit limited as well. But look, 58, maybe 60,000 is not uh, beyond the bounds of possibility. Mm, look, very quickly on some news about Naspers that came out late yesterday as well. Uh, Gaijin Liu has stepped down from that board as well. Uh, I mean, he had reached the age of 73 as well. Uh, he had stepped down officially from the board, effective 25 February. Of course, yes, years of experience, uh, but uh, certainly uh, an old head uh, deciding to, to step down from the company. You're right. How far does, does Naspers really go? In a time when, uh, you know, Asia seems to be in some sort of positive mood, however, if they do sort out the trade battle, does that bode well for them? Or is that perhaps not such a big factor for, for the likes of Nasper, Tencent and the like? Oh, no, look, I think it bodes well for China. Maybe not so, so, so well for, for other emerging markets. I mean, if you go back a few months ago, when uh, China, for example, started um, applying uh, trade tariffs and sanctions and the like against uh, the U.S., they started going for some of the commodity items from Brazil. Mm. So if they start going back to those, uh, those items that uh, they formerly got from the U.S., then Brazil and maybe, some, and maybe a few other emerging economies might start taking some strain again. So that, that, that's a possibility. There's, a, there's some very strange dynamics out there that get uh, affected when you have uh, a resumption or a, a termination of these, uh, of these trade tariffs. Mm. Okay, quite an interesting one there. On the local front, you, you did mention that we had a, a slew of, of results coming out. There's still another slew of results said to come out as well as we continue to watch out uh, this market. Interestingly enough, I wanted to talk about ShopRite. Crystal Visa looks to be uh, set, or looks set to perhaps loosen his grip uh, on that Shoprite story as well. Uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, let I me mean, look. He's still got uh, what forty four percent or thereabouts mm. uh, of the company uh, through this rather Byzantine type of um, uh, control structure. Yeah. But yeah, look. Um, yeah, I, did, I, I saw that. And I was really quite quite bemused by it, and. Um, you know, uh, at this point in time, and maybe he's got a few other things attracting his attention, you know, notably Steinhoff, for example. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting. Look, uh, in, in, in that results presentation, um, the, uh, Peter Engelbrecht, the, the CEO, mm. wouldn't be drawn on the, the state of the South African economy. He was asked that quite a few times, and he cautiously avoided making any comments about it at all. And I find that quite interesting. 
You know, and I think look, there's a, a, a variety of interpretations you can put on it. Um, maybe he's trying to say that, uh, look, regardless of what the economy is doing, we can still do an awful lot better. But he's got real problems. I mean, in Angola particularly, I mean, outside of the South African economy, yeah, yeah. that is, uh, it's, it's, got, it's, it's, it's a perfect storm. Uh, but within the South African economy, you know, um, um, I've been of the view, and I've, I've made no secret about it, I think the, the consumer economy is an awful lot worse than the, the, the official stats would have us believe. And, and so perhaps maybe he's, he's just being very sort of conservative about uh, what's actually happening out there. Yeah. And, and I suppose then, you know, yes, you have Christoph Visa perhaps uh, stepping away in some sort of way. You want to shed away completely from the, the old guard and the likes of Whitey Besson. Yes, Peter Engelbrecht is technically still part of that old guard. But does this signal some sort of massive shift? Yes, they've recorded possibly their worst set of earnings in, in <laughs> you know, the time that ShopRite has really been in existence, really. Um, but is this now a complete sort of turn for them? Is it 180 and they're going in a totally different direction? No, look, I don't think they're going in a, complete one, in a completely different direction. Uh, bear in mind that their focus is still on the, the, the lower end of, of the economy. Mm. Uh, so, you know, to change that focus, I think, would, would, would be very, very uh, unreal. Um, and their focus has also been on the rest of Africa. And, you know, as Whitey mentioned, Whitey Basson, as he said many years ago, Africa is not for sissies. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can see it's been extremely tough uh, in, in the rest of Africa. I think, you know, they're going to carry on with their tried and tested formula. Um, they, they've, they've attracted major problems uh, in, in the past year, notably um, uh, rob armed robberies and, and, and things like that. So it's been very, very tough. And, he, and, and Peter Engelbrecht has had, shame, he's had a baptism of fire. Oh, yeah. um, I think it, it, they must be getting pretty close to a turn, but obviously much will depend on the state of the economy and the state of the, um, uh, the lower-end consumers. Mm. Let's talk about your editorial a little bit as well. You talk about the fast food operators. This is perhaps the second week that you've spoken about uh, that space. Last week, you sort of had a play on that taste holdings as well, right? <laughs> Leaves a sour taste in the mouth there. Yeah. This time around, fast food operators, not quite the flavor of the year as well. We've seen quite a few. There was a time not so long ago where we had a burst into the market of all these American brands as well coming to South Africa, all of them seemingly falling by the wayside now. I mean, you know, you don't have to look very far. Just look at the likes uh, of, uh, um, you know, the Great Burger Company coming to South Africa and, and, and still a bit of a struggle for them. You have the likes of Wackerberry coming to South Africa, a bit of a struggle there. And, and I must say that I, I think even Burger King is struggling a little bit here as well. Let's talk about that sector. How difficult has it been and why? Is it just the fall of SA's economy or the struggle of SA's economy? Two things. It's predominantly the, the fall in the, in, in the economy. I mean, and it is reflecting incredibly tough times. As I, I, like I said to you, Arabili, you know, I, I've been in this market many, many years, and I've never seen anything quite like this across the board, across mm. the spectrum. You know, formerly defensive stocks. And that, th this area would... would, would Yep. Previously, have fallen fairly and squarely into that category. No, no longer. But secondly, many of these companies have gone on ill-considered um, spending sprees into areas that they knew nothing about. And famous brands, for example, uh, they went and bought the um, uh, Gourmet Burger Kitchen yeah. from from the Nando's company, mm. basically in the UK, and it's turned into be an absolute disaster for them. So um, ill-considered acquisitions and the poor e economy. Look, I think famous brands will, 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 will turn around. I think they've learned their lesson. They've paid their cheddar. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough out there. Look, you mentioned Burger King. 
Um, I think you've got to give it to them. They've really persevered with this one. They're, yeah. they're pretty much at a break even, making a, a slight operating profit at this kind of level. But they still have to put in a lot more stores to make it really properly viable. Mm-hmm. And I think they will. But I think that will take a turnaround in the economy before they can get up to the kind of 150 uh, store level. They're currently at about 80. Yeah. Going to be difficult times for them, and clearly South Africa's economy continuing to struggle as well. Find out what that growth figure is very soon. It will also be quite interesting on SA's economy. But let's move on uh, as we touch on now just that PIC story from yesterday. Shoo, a lot going on.